the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know, you are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Let's pray together. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father and our King. We are thankful people. We thank you for the holiday of Thanksgiving and, and the joy and the blessings that it brings us as well as uh, just lifting up the name of Yeshua. We thank you for our family and our friends who were able to come together. And we pray that you would just increase the seeds that we have poured out as we have shared, I'm sure, with many people who don't know you. So, Father, we want to hear great testimonies of what you have done with the hearts of our people. So we bless you. We thank you and praise you and just ask that today's show would uh, bring people uh, motivation, motivation to, to really serve you, Lord, and, and to uh, be active for your kingdom. So we bless you, we thank you and praise you and honor you in the name of Yeshua. Amen and amen. Amen. So, uh, oh yeah, there was another voice there, wasn't there? That You're not used to hearing another voice. Uh, well, I guess I have to introduce him now. It's a rabbi, rabbi, yes, Rabbi Stuart Winograd, long-term friend, and uh, it's good to have you here in the studio. Great to be with you always, Steve. And uh, let me just mention, we finished Thanksgiving, and as I said in my prayer, I'd love to hear sharing testimonies. So would you email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org, uh, especially if you have some uh, testimonies using having used the Thanksgiving Haggadah. That would be great. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving shouldn't be just one day a year. It should be what we do every day. And we do that by giving. We give of our time, our compassion, our finances. And uh, that's how we carry out the calling to be a servant to the Lord. So I know that many of you have listened to the news, unfortunately. You shouldn't do that. But if you do, you hear terrible things where people are 
doing stuff that you don't want to hear about, and it makes you feel depressed. But there are plenty of people out here serving the Lord and doing great things in the world, and unfortunately, you don't know about them. So that's why I've brought Rabbi Stuart Winograd into the studio, because you need to hear about the Messianic ministry that he runs called Reach Initiative International. Um, Before I do that and interview him, let me just say that I'd love for you to also get this Hanukkah Haggadah that is available. You know that Haggadah uh, is a booklet, and it will give you eight nights of coming closer to the Lord, being able to share in a way that Hopefully, you are not able to share any other way, especially if you're inviting your Jewish friends in to celebrate Hanukkah with you. They'll be shocked, won't they? What? You celebrate Hanukkah? Yeah, and I have a Hanukkah Haggadah. A Haggadah? Wait a minute. That's only at Passover. No, we now have Haggadahs for many times. And so use this as an opportunity to reach the Jewish community for the Lord. If you only want to buy one, it's $5. We'll ship it. But if you buy multiple, you can give us $3 each, and we'll ship it to you. But if you can't afford anything, we'll send it to you free. So however you want to do it, just get them. Call Karen at 813-831-5673. If you're able to send a financial gift to help our radio program and help us to give out free Haggadahs, that will be great, too. Well, it's my time to welcome Stuart Winograd, great friend of mine, a great person in ministry. But we've got to start from the beginning. Here's this Jewish guy. How did you accept Yeshua as your Messiah? So welcome and give us a little backdrop, would you? Yeah, thank you, Steve. I was raised uh, in a wonderful Jewish family in Brooklyn, New York, by a wonderful mom, wonderful dad. And uh, my dad kind of told me the purpose of life is you be a good guy, you get a good job after, of course, a good education, and you find a good wife and you raise up some nice kids and, uh, you know, make some good money and be a good citizen, good neighbor. And that all sounded great to me, but, you know, when I was in college, it just didn't ring like it was enough. So I began a search, and I guess you can call it a search for the purpose of life and true meaning of life. And uh, my search took me around the world, so to speak, and uh, did a lot of reading, a lot of listening to a lot of different people. And then, uh, you know, I was part of that counterculture movement back in the late 60s and 70s. And uh, when I came came back to uh, North America, I was working on an organic farm in upstate New York, and there were about 15 other young men and women that were giving their labor in exchange for learning the art of organic farming and room and board. And one day, uh, an Italian guy came up, and uh, he was a little overweight, and some of the cool people, you know what I mean? They were kind of talking behind his back and mocking him. I didn't like it. I thought I'll become his friend. And when I became his friend, I found out I met the most secure, interesting person I'd met to that date in my life. And uh, he introduced me to Yeshua. And uh, I was going to write a book on the purpose of life. 
at that point in time. And I'm so glad I didn't write it because my conclusion <laughs> before I met this Italian guy, Michael, was that life is purposeless and the best thing that we can do is just embrace that and do the best we can. Thank God. Not I'd, very encouraging, I'd say. Uh, I'm so grateful I never wrote that book. And uh, uh, Michael seemed to have wisdom and understanding and something about him that was very attractive. And he said, uh, I said to him, where do you get all of this? And he said, kind of from your people. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, God came to your people and uh, he gave him gave your people his teachings, his presence, and he promised them Messiah. And uh, it's your Messiah that's living in me. And Steve, isn't this, uh, uh, I just want to pause there in the story. Isn't this like an amazing example of uh, what Romans eleven eleven says to the non-Jewish believer, where it says that one of the purposes of the non-Jewish follower of Yeshua is this, 11, the second part of 11, chapter 11, second part. Salvation has come to the Gentiles to make Israel envious. So he was working according to that scripture, and uh, he kind of got me interested. And even though I kind of hated religion at the time in my life, and I thought he was talking about religion, but then he corrected me and said, no, I'm talking about a living relationship with the God who made you. And he gave me a New Testament, and I read it. And so— you know, some of you might think, I, I can't invite my Jewish friends to Hanukkah, but actually you can. And this is the kind of thing that I'm talking about. Most Jewish people like myself and Stuart, we came to the Lord through Gentiles, through Christians, not through other Jewish believers. And so this was a, a move of God, and and you have this opportunity. Don't don't neglect it. Let You know, if you neglected it during Thanksgiving, don't neglect it during Hanukkah. You know, Hanukkah is December the 12th. It's, it starts Tuesday night. You get eight tries to share with your Jewish friends and neighbors. Let's you, use that. You know, Steve, I can't agree with you enough, and I would just encourage your audience uh, to get these uh, Haggadahs and educate themselves, prepare themselves in prayer and educate themselves a little bit more and go for it because for Jewish people, the key is loving, trusting relationships. They're not the target of your evangelism. They're the target of Yeshua's love through you. And when you demonstrate sincere love for Jewish people, we have pretty good antennas, you know, discernment antennas. So if we feel like somebody has an agenda, you know, to kind of make us like them, believe like them, we turn off. But if we feel like somebody's really loving on us and really wants a relationship and they're interested in what we think and say, as well as promoting an atmosphere where we take an interest in what they think and say, man, you got a winning combination that Yeshua, Jesus, can use to open the hearts of Jewish people. And that's why we call this show The Heart of Messiah, because we want that heart of Messiah. And since you're listening to us, take the first step and invite your Jewish friends to a Hanukkah celebration at your house. Amen? Okay, well, why don't you continue a little? So what happened so I'm reading this book, and I'm super impressed by the fact that uh, all these stories take place in the land of Israel because I thought Jesus' last name was Christ, and he was a Catholic. You know, and I'm impressed that 
he claims to be the Jewish Messiah, and uh, he's mostly hanging around with uh, Jewish people in the land of Israel. And he talks very Jewish, teaches very Jewish, and people called him rabbi, and he was talking a lot from the Tanakh, the Old Testament. This was impressing me. Uh, but what impressed me even more was how he taught and how he treated people. I had never heard anyone speak about love, compassion, and mercy the way he did, and I had never witnessed in stories or in person the kind of compassion and wisdom and mercy and servanthood that Yeshua demonstrated. And my heart was just softening. Though I had a million questions, my heart was softening. And there was a strange combination going on. I'm reading the words in this book, you know, the Gospels uh, in the New Covenant writings, and this presence comes into my life. And back then, the only way I can describe this presence was that it was big and powerful, and it scared me. And I thought, am I losing my mind? Am I meeting God? Am I meeting the devil? And so when I went back to Michael and I said, you know, I love the book. I love Yeshua's teachings. I called him Jesus back then. I like to call him Yeshua now because that's what his mom and dad and friends called him, you know. And it really restores his identity as the king of the Jews, the Messiah of Israel, who's the savior of all people of all nations. And uh, so I went back to him and I said, you know, I love it. I love reading it, but this presence in my life, a little weird, scary, I'm not used to it. What do you say about that, Michael? He said, well, I told you that uh, your Messiah rose from the dead, and if you take a step toward him, he'll take a step toward you. So that relaxed me, and then one day I was reading the story of uh, the woman caught in adultery, and we all know that story. And uh, at the end of the story, we know that those who wanted her stoned to death They all left, and Yeshua said to her, where are those who condemn you and accuse you? And she said, they are no more. And uh, then he said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and live your life and stop sinning. And when I read that, it was like an instantaneous spiritual experience. It was like I was transported. I was standing in front of Yeshua. But he wasn't just a man. He was like, big and beautiful and shiny and pure and powerful and full of life and love. So you had a vision. It wasn't a vision. It was an experience, I guess, (laughs) a vision, you know. That's not good enough. (laughs) I don't know what to call it, you know. And then, uh, you know, my reaction is like, I'm small, broken, and dirty. This was how I felt. All this is happening very quickly. And so my reaction is kind of like, yeah, I got to get out of this purity and light. And then at the same moment, I feel him embracing me. And I wept, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, you know, in this love and mercy. And then when I stopped weeping, I felt like a new person. And I felt clean. Wow. And I realized later on that I had the born-again experience. Yeah, it it doesn't need people to sell you. It just needs God's love to embrace you. It's his love and mercy that's amazing. He he unconditionally accepts us and loves us. And in this atmosphere of unconditional love and acceptance, he then convicts us of the mess that we've made of our lives and brings us to him in mercy 
and renews us. It's amazing. I mean, not everybody's going to have a similar experience as mine. Some have a more dramatic, some have much less dramatic. The main thing is that if you're a listener and you have not embraced Yeshua, I want to say to you that one of the purposes you're listening today is because he's reaching out his loving arms toward you to open your heart to the fact that he is the God who made you and he's the lover of your soul and he's your hope. And it's so crazy because scripture says it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. And that's not how we were trained. Generally, we train to correct people and get them to repent under our thumb or something. Well, Steve, you know me well, and I'm holding up a a little flyer. It's a flyer for uh, the ministry that God birthed through me and my wife, Chantal. She's my best friend and partner in ministry. The ministry, as you mentioned, is called Reach Initiative International. We're a Messianic Jewish ministry seeking to make disciples of the people of Israel and the people of the nations. And... uh, serving the poor and needy and equipping next generation leaders. And but I want you to read to people what is the uh uh on the front of this flyer and then I want to explain why it's there. People into the kingdom of God one at a time. Which loving you got to put your glasses on, brother. What? There's Loving more. people into the Oh, lo- oh I, 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 that's right. I didn't see that at the top there. Loving people into the kingdom of God one at a time. There you go. There we go, yes. And so, you know, we made this kind of the modus operandi of our ministry. This is the way we seek to model and train our more than 120 staff and disciples and volunteers well, you to know, love people I, into the kingdom one at a time. I went to your website because I, I hadn't been there for a while, and I just looked at it a little. And one of the phrases that I loved, and by the way, you can go to this website as well. It's reach and then ii.org. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's reach ii.org. any rate, and it says a Messianic Jewish ministry born out of deep love for God and all his people. Well, that, that touched me immediately. And then it said, Yeshua is our example, motivated by love. He lived a lifestyle of sacrificial service and giving for the benefit of others. And, and I just, uh, that that touches me so much, and I know that's exactly well. Wait, you know what? Even though I know about your ministry, the audience doesn't. So, what happened? Uh, you 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 came to know the Lord. Um, what was the next step? Well, first he had to take me to what I call the school of the wilderness, and uh, that's not an official school. It's kind of like the similar school he took Moses to. You know, he had to kind of mold my character and mold my faith, and mold my thinking. And so I spent a lot of time in the Word of God. There was uh, over a year or two where I was reading the entire Brit Hadashah New Testament in a week, and uh, reading parts of the Tanakh as well. I just wanted the Word because I knew that the Word was, the the written Word was the representation of the living Word, and I wanted to know the living Word for myself. And uh, um, so he took me... into that school of the wilderness, trained and developed me, and then called me into ministry. And uh, the first 
uh, ministries that we were doing, uh, that I was doing. I was the founding director of the Central New York CareNet Pregnancy Care Centers, which developed into a network of uh, these compassion ministries. Compassion, yeah. You know, I I have so many questions that I'd like to ask you because here you are, and I realize this is a rabbi trail, (laughs) but um, coming from a Jewish family, I'm assuming that saving babies wasn't the first thing on their mind. (laughs) How did they react to you even beginning that? I mean, generally, our Jewish families are extremely liberal and are, I'm not going to say they're pro-abortion, but they're certainly not against abortion. Uh, uh, did they react uh, to all of what happened to you? You and, know, starting a Messianic Jewish congregation at the same time, they had a bigger oh, reaction to that one. I see. Uh, you know, because when I was born again, my father, who was more like a, an atheist agnostic, he said to me, I thought I raised a son with some sense. How can you follow these fairy tales and foolishness? It's for weak and foolish people. And my mother, who was more, much more of a believer in God and a follower of Jewish tradition, said to me, how can you betray your people and join with the Christians who persecuted us in Europe through the centuries? That was their first reactions. But over time, uh, they saw how I was changing, and my dear Yiddish mama, my Jewish mother, would say to me so often, Stu and you, you become such a better Jew, and you're such a better person. Just get rid of this Yeshua, (laughs) and everything will be fine. And I would say, Mom, this Yeshua is the reason I'm a better Jew and a better person. And folks, I want to just tell you something about loving people into the kingdom of God one at a time. Me, my wife, and my four children, we prayed and loved on my mother and my father and all my family, but my mother for 36 years. And after five years, I would say, oh, Lord, how long? Ten years, I felt like I'm losing hope. But Rabbi Steve Weiler was a part of this. Uh, When my mom was 82, the Lord specifically spoke to me that I needed to make another visit to her. And this was about her relationship with him. And I had an amazing time with her. I think it was on a Sunday. And then on a Monday, I wrote Rabbi Steve Weiler. In the morning, I said, Steve, I know it's last minute, but if you can give me an hour with my mom, I'd really appreciate it. And he said, tell me where and when. And then we met with my mom, and she gave her life to Yeshua that day. And then three weeks later, when I went to visit her again, because Steve knows I was very insecure, you know, was it real? Did she understand, you know? And so I just made a prayer, Lord, show me that this new life of yours is growing in her. And three weeks later, when I went to see her, my mom said something that she never said in her life and totally out of character for her. She looked at me after greeting me, and she said, the arms of the Lord appeared to me, and he said, everything's going to be okay. And me being an amazing man of faith and very experienced, I said, what? And she repeated it. And then we took her all through the Tanakh, the Old Testament, to show her the arms of the Lord is God's salvation, Yeshua. You know, I can't believe this. When I speak alone, I have lots of time. How come we're at the end of the program already? It doesn't make sense. But you need to go to reach I, I, dot org and see what this ministry is all about 
And you need to come back next week because we're going to have Rabbi Stewart on again, and he's going to talk about the ministry in Belarus and the ministry in Israel and the ministry in India. And it's going to be so exciting. So please come back. Don't forget to get the Haggadahs. Uh, Call Karen. You know the drill, 813-831-5673. Look, it's my hope that this broadcast touched your heart and that you've been challenged and motivated and you haven't even heard the service part yet because we're going to talk about serving the Lord. But I look forward to our meeting next week and I pray that you will grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father. Teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah. The God of Israel Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.